disturbing. Hello there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars and more. My name is Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, the ever-elusive Grant. Grant? Oh. Dad, I don't think he's coming back. We we heard his feelings last week. Dang it, Grant. <laughs> uh, no, Grant told us he wasn't going to be on uh, tonight. He was he was busy th- at the time of recording. Um, I was on vacation, so we didn't. We're kind of like in a weird schedule, but uh, we were pretty hard on Grant last week, and all for good reason. But he was such a good sport about it. And uh, now that he isn't here, I want to tell him how how uh, how proud I am of him for taking it like a man. Next up, we have the funny one, Wesley. I'm just kidding. I'm here. What's up, dorks? <laughs> uh, the commentator, Andrew. Come on. We got a ways to go. And our very own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. Blake, you didn't kill me. I killed me, or Anakin, which I was, or am, or... Ah, uh, confusion! So, we are recording things a little bit differently uh, this this week. I'm literally going to go right after this episode and try to get this all combobulated to release tomorrow. So, um, you will be listening to this on Monday, if you are listening to this the day that it drops. And uh, we recorded this on Sunday... June the 26th. So that's that's going to be fun for me later. <laughs> you um, dated and time stamped it. <laughs> I dated and time. So if it don't come out on Monday, I can just delete that from the thing cuz I'm editing. But I'm not I'm not going to do that. We're we're going to have it out. I promise we're going to have it out. You should sit here and just do every day of the week just in case. <laughs> if you're listening if you're this, it's this right Tuesday. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, we we could do that actually. No, we're not doing. <laughs> let's go. Oh let's come on! Go. Well, I'll just I'll do that after after we're done recording tonight. <laughs> but for the sake of time, let's just get into some news now. Hear this! Now hear this! Now hear this! Now you hear this! Whoever you. First off, in our news segment, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness came out on Disney Plus this past Wednesday. Um, coincidentally, the same day that the last episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi dropped. Um, so have any of you guys, uh, done a first watch, a rewatch or anything on Disney plus? On Disney plus? No, uh, you know, I went to go see it in the theaters several right. weeks back, but I did not realize it was released. Ooh. So and- Andrew got some news. He-, he got some news from Dork Wars, the podcast. So all of you out there, you can Get some useful information from us. (laughs) Next up, Cad Bane is getting his own toy from Hot Toy Figures. And it's going to be a 1-6 scale size collectible figure that comes outfitted with a meticulously tailored costume, a belt, pistol holsters, a long coat embedded with wires for a variety of posing options, and of course, Cad Bane's iconic hat. The figure will also include a pair of blaster pistols, a flamethrower effect, and a figure display base. So that seems like a pretty cool toy. Sounds hot. Don't let the kids play with that one. 
if you're if you're really uh, into Cad Bane, you can get the deluxe version, and that actually comes with a pair of boot-mounted rocket thrusters and a surprise reveal: Bane's Techno Service Droid, Toto 360. I, I wonder if the uh, rocket boots are going to work. That'd be pretty cool. I always like Toto. Yeah, Toto is pretty cool, and uh, our Cad Bane. Anytime we talk about Cad Bane, we have a little sound that plays, and uh, Toto's featured on that. So I'm probably going to play it now. It's Cad Bane. Cad Bane. <laughs> That's not what it says, Andrew. He's a bounty hunter. And you smart. The kid's got it all figured out. You're in trouble now. I, I like that sound clip. I like that sound clip of Cat Bane. It has uh, Omega in it. He's a Omega. bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Yeah. We're going to need to do a ranking of all the Disney shows soon. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a good episode. <laughs> I wonder who everyone's number one is going to be. Hmm? Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, your mom got a Disney Plus show? You didn't even tell yeah. me. that's news to me. Yes, she does. Look at Blake learning stuff off of Dork Wars the podcast. Oh, <laughs> even Blake gets news. That. I'm sorry, guys. I was just trying to be witty, but you ended up being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into a rumors segment. It seems that Cal Kestis may be getting his own TV show. It is not confirmed yet, henceforth rumors. Um, but Cameron Monaghan has supposedly been contracted to play Cal Kestis in some kind of media um, that is not a video game. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a uh, Cal Kestis show. Would you guys enjoy that? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and th that's the guy from... Uh, what's the video game called? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Fallen. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you. I was I was thinking Force Unleashed for some reason. Yeah, Fallen Order. So, yeah, for those of you who haven't played the game, this might be an opportunity to get to know this character better and and more Inquisitors probably. So, yeah, I wonder if they would like rehash the events of Fallen Order and what we're gonna see in Jedi Survivor, the new game coming out featuring uh, Cal Kestis. I'm just tired of the time period. That's my only issue. Is like I, I do like the character and. I've watched some of the game being played. I haven't actually played it, but I was just getting some uh, YouTube clips for the story and the gist. I liked yeah. what I saw, but I d I'm just kind of done with the in-between three and four time period. Yeah, there was a yeah. time where we had, like, zero media between these two movies. And that was not too long ago, and then all of a sudden, it's I just know. like, we, we, have, we have filled in this time. Like, you, you know what happened. But I would be on board to uh, to see what they come up with, and it and it may not be a, a show about Cal Kestis in this time period. I mean, he could be meeting Luke at his Jedi Academy or something like that. That would be neat. Um, that would be ten times more interesting. Yeah, yeah, and just to kind of see how he gets where he gets to, because obviously we don't know the fate of the character. You know, that's why we're going to get another video game. 
But um, I hope he survives, and I hope we get to see him somewhere in live action. And I would like to see that um, past the original trilogy, somewhere between the originals and the sequels. Dork Wars, the podcast, has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the t-shirt, Dork Wars the hoodie, Dork Wars the coffee mug. And yes, we even have Dork Wars the partially broken Darth Vader helmet. That's not true, but I will work on getting that. That'd be pretty neat. And maybe like a little... Is it the left side of the mask broken or the right side of the mask? Well, this is Kenobi finale, so it has to be the left side. If we were doing Rebels tonight, I would I would toy with doing the right side. Um, but... <laughs> mm. <laughs> you sound you sound titillated over there, Wesley. You, you all right? <laughs> no, I said. Mm. <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> okay, I don't know what titillated means. But <laughs> Have we aroused your curiosity, Wesley? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is Dork Wars After Dark. <laughs> But check out Dork Wars, the merchandise store. We have something for you. We have our classic logo, our new logo. We have stuff for you to wear. So if you love Dork Wars, the podcast, and you want to wear us wherever you go, check out that merchandise store. Dork Wars, the podcast, is also a part of the Red 5 Network. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Tonight, we are talking about the finale and are wrapping up our discussion on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ben, it's Ben now. Please accept his <laughs> new name. Okay, it's what he wants to be called. It's just I'll tell you ben. what they they kind of dropped that like halfway through the series. Like he he was like really <laughs> uptight about his name being Ben, and then all of a sudden everyone was like Obi Wan. He's like whatever, y'all know. Well, who cares? But of course, because that's how the story played out. Everybody was looking for Obi Wan, but nobody was looking for Ben. But then once they found him, there's no reason to be Ben. Yeah, that's true. Why be Ben Very when true. you could be Obi? One. One. <laughs> Do you think his brother's name was Obi too? Oh. oh yeah. I like it. <laughs> but I do have to uh, issue a spoiler warning real quick. Attention. Spoilers. If you have not watched the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+, Plus, Paul's Dork Wars podcast, go watch the finale and then come back and listen to our breakdown and discussion. Now that we have that out of the way, I want to know your guys' general thoughts on this finale. Wesley, I'm coming to you first, buddy. Um, what, what were your thoughts? Um, just quickly, I was very titillated. I can... <laughs> Oh, word of the no, week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, just briefly, I was, I was very impressed. I thought this was the grand finale of the series, and it was, you know, it was it was very well done. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think it was very well done. 
Andrew, coming to you, your general thoughts on the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. The finale? Uh, I thought it did a pretty good job of tying everything up. Yeah, it definitely did that. I also thought it was very titillating. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it really did a really good job of just, like, kind of tying episode one, the first episode, not episode one, the movie, but the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi to, you know, episode three, four, and five of Star Wars, the movies. God, it's so confusing. It makes total sense. Uh, but it did it did kind of tie episode one all the way into this too, like the movie. Like it, it, yeah, it kind of did. Yeah. But yeah, and I do want to talk about that later on uh, down the road, how, how we kind of ended things with this this episode but first i have to come to mr dietrich what are your general thoughts on the finale of obi-wan kenobi i i feel let down i'm not gonna lie outside of maybe two absolutely phenomenal moments there were some major issues with a lot of this and maybe some of my overall feelings on the series as a whole i'm attributing to this episode um so i'm probably gonna be kind of in the descent of you guys, but um, I think overall, I'm glad I watched it. There were some absolutely epic moments, but overall, I was a little disappointed by this finale. But I really did enjoy this finale. I think it did a good job of tying the show together um, as a whole, as finales tend to do, because this was supposed to be a limited series, and I think it might be up in the air whether it is a limited series. They actually may be coming back for a season two, um, I even read some more today where um, Kathleen Kennedy said, if the fans want it, we'll give it to them. I don't know how we we might need to put rumors on that, honestly. But um, I don't know how reliable the source was. I just saw it in passing. If the but fans I, want it, I, we'll shoehorn something in. Yeah, I, I really think we should be done, though. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think we meddled with canon too bad with this. Mm-hmm. But if you keep going, like it's it's gonna get wonky. This it's gonna get it's gonna get really weird. I mean, if you think about when Obi Wan Kenobi was first announced, you know they were trying to decide uh, they as like the directors or the writers or whatever they're trying to decide to make it like a movie or you know, and so and then they decided to do like the six part series, and I just can't see them expanding any further than this um, off the initial design of this show. Yeah. And we can and we can talk about that later on. Just you know, just kinda that's kinda like the end, right? <laughs> yeah. First off, I want to talk about Vader and Obi Wan. Their relationship um throughout the series and especially in this finale, that fight scene was phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed watching their battle. The one thing that kind of took me out of it was kind of going between that fight and Reva's fight with mm-hmm. Baru and Owen, I think that was, I didn't like that too much. I wanted to just focus on that Vader-Obi-Wan um, fight, and, you know, it, mm-hmm. it didn't quite happen that way, but it was amazing nonetheless. Yeah, I I think in general for this entire series, I think, like, Reva and Inquisitors in general were just kind of in the way, you know. Um, if I think this would have been a great show without them at all. Just focus on Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah. But, of course, you know, they got to tie up that story. They got to tie up that plot line as well. So that's that's why we had that. 
Right. I agree. I felt that it felt. I felt that it was forced. I felt that the whole Rev, Reva Reva story was literally just some dude who was high as shit, just like, oh man, wouldn't it be so cool if like one of the kids was like, like if Anakin saved one of the kids and turned him dark, that would be so cool. And that's what they decided to go with. And it just, I don't know. I don't. I didn't like well, it at all. He didn't save her, but. He definitely yeah, it's pretty much implied that he Well the issue the issue is it's clear Disney wanted to put in a young Leia. And to do that we yeah. can't have Darth Vader know about Leia at all. So we have to have some other inquisitor, some other outside the empire working somewhat against the empire's wishes. That kind of character had to exist to include Leia. So I understand them trying to include her but she did seem ultimately a little pointless. Yeah. yeah. I I like the Inquisitors, and I think that their involvement, they should have been involved, but I think it should have been a lot less. As much as I love Leia in this show, Vivian Lyra Blair did an amazing job in her portrayal of that of that character. I don't think anyone has a problem with the acting. I don't think anyone has a problem with the character, how it was done. I, I like it a lot, and I'm glad they included it. But after Vader got involved, I wish they would have kind of put Leia back where she needed to go. The Inquisitors just kind of bow out and be like, "All right, it, it this is this is too big for us. We can't take Obi Wan alone. Vader is going to hunt Obi Wan down now because that is his arch nemesis. Th- that is where the story should have went. I think after Episode Three, it literally should have just been." Obi-Wan and Vader, cat and mouse, that, that, is, that is what I wanted to see. I also think that because of exactly what you just said, because they went that way with the story, there were quite a few scenes where Darth Vader was still very obviously kind of a little baby. And I didn't really understand, like, especially the scene, I can't remember if it was episode four or episode three. I think it's episode four where Reva, Reva fails. And he, like, walks in and, like, chokes her and lifts her up off the ground. And then she's, like, all of a sudden this super genius who was able to come up with this other plan behind everybody's back without them knowing. And so Darth Vader just, like, sets her down and is like, oh, you're a super genius. Cool. Oh. I just thought it was (laughs) really dumb. It's clear that Vader had played her the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew. And he was showing discipline of- to the other troops for her failure, which he knew was a kind of a faked failure anyway, but he still has to show that he's not going to accept failure in general. But he didn't kill her because he's still using her. And I kind of oh. want to go back to what you were saying about Vader being a baby in some ways, right? It, it's definitely not the Vader we see in A New Hope. He is not the cold calculating, I have everything in order, all my ducks are in a row. He's getting there. He's doing a great job, but he's not, he is not the Vader we see in A New Hope, and he's not supposed to be. He's still working on that. In episode five, where we see Anakin and Obi-Wan back in uh, the Clone Wars era, or right before the Clone Wars era, and they're having their sparring match, and we have that whole lesson, it really shows that Vader has one last lesson to learn from Obi-Wan before he is just this Mac Daddy bad dude. Like, so. Yes, Vader does come off still very headstrong, very hasty, and he doesn't really hang back and think about things the way he does in the original trilogy. 
And I think, think about this, this in show context. Shows that it... Sorry? No, I was just agreeing with you, Blake. Like, think about how, and in retrospect, now that we've seen this series, think about the fight in episode four where we would be like, haha, just two old men pointing each other with sticks. They're both super defensive now because Vader is not willing to risk being like cut down a, a third time by the same dude on the Death Star. So he's like, just, just pointing, just trying to work those defenses. Yeah. Well, in that, and I mean, two. Let's say that they went all out on the Death Star like they did in this episode. The Death Star would have been trashed. Like <laughs> you got to think, like they were fighting in a hallway on a super battle station. Like if <laughs> you know you wreck the inside of the battle station and it goes down, well, you and everybody else is on this thing. So I'm not saying that's why the fight is the way it is, but it kind of helps if you think about it that way. You know, now I'm dying to see an anime where they just, like, redo that fight with all of the Force powers that they seem to have now, and they just are tearing through the Death Star, and you see, like, <laughs> tons of civilians and stormtroopers just die from all this stuff exploding and parts being flown around. I want to see it. Well, it should we're be like a Dragon Ball Z-esque. Well, we got the new Star Wars Visions coming out next year, so there's, there's hope. A new hope. It'd be like that new, uh, that well, not new, but it's a like a cartoon superhero show on Amazon where they show like what it would be like if superheroes were real and like the the Superman and that ends up being a really bad guy because he's yeah. like super strong and humans yeah, are just puny. Yeah, Invincible is the uh, series. I love Invincible. That yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like a good like a its own version, but Star Wars. <laughs> But the the battle, I do want to go back to that battle for a moment. I I love the intensity. I I love the fact. I like it when Darth Vader piles all the rocks on Obi Wan, and he did fail to say, "Now I have the high ground," you know. But um, so we're just skipping right to that. We're skipping right to the the final battle there. Well, I mean, that's this is the best part of the show. I mean, period. And I mean, all right. I did. I didn't know if we were taking some steps there. I'm ready to talk about it. No, Blake, go back to the beginning and go scene by scene. I'm assuming that everyone that is listening right now has seen the episode. So, I mean, I don't feel bad cool, cool. glossing over some parts. And I'm hitting the highlights, and this is maybe the highlight. One of the biggest highlights is this battle. Um, I at love the beginning, every I'll- time lightsabers cross. It's great. It, it's this weird mix of almost like, sequel trilogy just like pure like strength mixed with prequel um choreography so that mix was really cool to see but one of my biggest criticisms of this episode is the the sheer amount of force powers being demonstrated unnecessarily Star Wars yes. has never been about the pure spectacle it's always about the underlying story and when we get that mask that half mask Vader slash Anakin, that's when this episode absolutely shines. To me, it's not the yes. the Avatar state that Obi-Wan goes into and starts like hurling just all of the rocks, the rocks and all. I mean, it, it, it's straight out of Avatar to me. Like, I remember the final scene between uh, Ozai and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Aang. And Aang, yeah. Anyway, but it, it was cool. Hey, isn't it Ong? Is this Ong? Right? Um,. Only if you're M. Night Shyamalan and M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Um, yes. Uh- <laughs> My only point was that was to me it was cool to a point, but it got a little ridiculous. 
Yeah, it did yeah. get a little ridiculous. And really, like, even the slicing of his helmet was kind of just overkill and ridiculous because there was absolutely no reason for that to have happened except for what Deborah Child just decided to do with, like, Anakin's face. If you watched, I actually posted a picture in our Discord where you can see there's, like, multiple phases as he literally turns from scene by scene as it keeps cutting back and forth to him into what we see as Darth Vader in the uh, episode, you know, six. It's the um, different lights on his face that really point out the, he's kind of thinking about being good for a second, then he's yep. back to evil. And then his eyeballs, right. his eyes change too. They go from being human eyes to being Sith eyes. His skin yeah. changes from being very human to very not human. Um, well, one of the things that I think is funny about this exchange, not funny, not funny, haha, but what I think is funny, ha-ha. worth noting is why did Vader feel the need to tell Obi-Wan that he did this to himself? Why did he kind of take, he kind of took that burden off of Obi-Wan's shoulders like, yeah. Obi-Wan, you did, it wasn't your failure, I killed Anakin, or what, you know. I'm, because he went back to being a Sith. He was kind of, he was kind of Anakin for a half second. Right, and he is right. showing that Obi Wan that no man has any power over him. That he is power. That Obi Wan yeah. doesn't have power over him. That he is the one who has the power over himself. He is the one who made the decision. Yeah, I can see that to a point a little bit, Andrew. But I feel like leaving Obi Wan in the dark and have him tormenting himself over that is something that that weakened Obi-Wan for 10 years. Like that is one of the factors that made him stop using the force completely. So well, but Darth Vader doesn't later know on that. Obi-Wan out. We need Obi-Wan later on in episode four and five to have an out and be like, from a certain point of view, Darth Vader <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> and that, that's, that's correct. He's like, I got it straight from the guy. He said it himself. I'm not the liar anymore. Vader but as a counter argument, up until this point, Darth Vader didn't even know if he was really around. And so how would Darth Vader know how he feels? How would Darth Vader know that this is tormenting him? He wouldn't know that. He might have a suspicion, but... Well, you gotta think. Anakin and Obi-Wan were brothers. Anakin knows how Obi-Wan thinks, and he knows that his turn destroyed Obi-Wan. Like, he knows that for a fact because he knows the man. So remember the line before is Obi-Wan saying, Anakin, I'm sorry, and, and tearing up. So from that line, Anakin slash Darth Vader can infer that Obi-Wan blames himself. Yeah, from that line, that's after. That's after, though. I mean... No, he said, I'm sorry before. I'm sorry for all of it. And then and Anakin... And then, I mean, you're expecting him to come to all those conclusions in that five-second conversation. Like, I... I am still, I think it's very plausible to believe that Darth Vader didn't know how he felt, didn't know that he had been guilting himself, because that's not what Jedis do. Jedis don't have feelings like that, so I don't see why Darth Vader would assume that Obi-Wan would succumb to those feelings for eight years or whatever. Well, Obi-Wan has all but told Anakin, like, he broke his. He broke the Jedi code. He's attached to Anakin. Like when he's fighting him on Mustafar, he tells him, "You are my brother. I loved you." You know that's attachment, and you're not supposed to have that. So he already knows mm-hmm. that. And then, of course, like like DJ was saying, he had just apologized for everything. And I think that I don't know. I just think that Vader would know that Obi Wan was that way because because of the intimate relationship he had with him. 
In the Clone Wars, Master and Apprentice, brothers, fighting side by side. I, I just, that's, that's what I, I see what you're saying, but I think you're also going against your own point of Darth Vader. He's in his baby prime. Like, he's not full Vader yet. Not until the end of this episode, at least. Not until he heals back after this episode. Um, I think there's, so, I think he's a mix. I don't think he's quite. He's not. Yeah, that's all what the the, I understand that. That's what this episode is for. Right. This episode represents him becoming Darth Vader, moving away from his Anakin tendencies because that's what Anakin was. He was a little baby. Like that's literally that's how they wrote his character. It sucks they wrote it that way, but that's how he is. And so Vader is the opposite of that. Like you said, he's got his ducks in a row. He's a hundred percent sure, a hundred percent defensive, and he's never gonna lose. I think but I don't think he's ele- that person yet, like you said. I think another element to you know that scene where you know where um, where Darth Vader's mask is exposed, and this is the first time like the Padawan and Master have seen each other flesh, oh, face to face, yeah, face to face in ten years. So, and I think I think it'd be symbolic as well. Like we had a sliver of of Vader's face or Anakin's face, and that sliver was the amount of Anakin left that was speaking to Obi-Wan in that moment. See, and that's what I'm know. saying. That's why a lot of this is still explainable, even though it seems like, why wouldn't he have tortured him mentally by just yeah. staying away and letting him torture himself mentally? Because he didn't know that shit. Like, that's, that's why. This conversation that they have also gives Vader what he needs to tell Luke in Return of the Jedi that um, Obi-Wan wants thought as you do. So I think Vader kind of yeah. feels that Obi-Wan since, you know, he, he thinks they're still good at him because he leaves him alive. It's the second time he could have killed him and did not walks away. So I think he left some things on the table for Vader to play with in his mind as well. Yeah. I also don't understand why Vader doesn't like get a for sure kill. Like, why doesn't he double tap? I don't understand. Obi-Wan or Vader? Vader on anybody. On anyone. He never double taps, yeah. dude. He passed on Reva, and now he passed on Obi-Wan, so I, I agree with that point. Well, I mean, <laughs> Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan won this fight, though. Like, he couldn't kill Obi-Wan in this fight. I don't know. I, I really like the exchange. I like what they did with uh, the voices. Uh, Hayden Christensen and mm-hmm. James Earl Jones mixed together. That was really yeah. cool. Was that a great effect? I know Diedrich had mentioned in an earlier yeah. episode that they sounded... Yeah, Dietrich heard that earlier. Yeah, well, this is obviously more prominent here. Yeah. With, you know, it's, it's like a 50-50 mix. Well, it actually goes back and forth. It's on purpose switches. When he gets emotional, it's Anakin. And then when yeah. it's not emotional, it's more Earl, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, I, I, I really like what they did with that. I think they did the whole broken down Vader thing really well. And I really got to thinking, like, we really see get Vader torn up a lot. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, we see him all wrecked. If you've ever played Force Unleashed, he gets wrecked there pretty bad by a Starkiller. Uh, we see him get, get kind of bashed up in Rebels. In the comics, he gets bashed up numerous times by the Emperor, by different beings. It's, it's funny how much we've seen battle damage Vader, like, in Star Wars history. And I would like to talk about real quick the scene 
where he's fighting Obi-Wan and he's removed half of his mask and the same one we see with uh, in Rebels with Ahsoka. And the difference being it's later on in the timeline, he's kind of learned he's full Sith now, right? Because we're saying this is really the series that he fully engulfs himself in the dark side and becomes the sure Darth Vader, yeah. right? And then Either that so, or he just becomes a better Sith Lord. But yeah. So sure. So in Rebels, there's never any like Anakin at all. There's never the eyes are red, right? Yellow. Is yeah. is there is there ever a time that like we see his eyes be blue? I don't think, I don't so. think so. It, it seems like this is a Darth Vader that's not you know, he doesn't say anything to Ahsoka other than then you'll die if you don't tell me where the other Jedi are. Like there's no like camaraderie. He doesn't really Nothing. seem to respond to Ahsoka the same way he responds to Obi-Wan or Luke. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally with that. But that brings me to another point that I, I didn't really care for in this series. And I know that there really wasn't a point to, I guess. But there was not even a mention of Ahsoka. I didn't think we were going to see her. But I thought oh, that... Like, yeah. I felt like when they were, like, spouting off at each other at some point, like, hurling insults or having deep conversation, like, she would at least come up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is that is something that, that's a topic that's really emotional for Anakin and something that him and Obi-Wan could talk about. And I'm I'm just surprised it didn't come up at all. That's a good point, Blake, you know, and it, it ties into, like, a new hope and and all the original trilogy because they there was never a mention of a soaker during that timeline um right it was just interesting yeah that was a good time to try to tie up a loose end there and guess what they didn't that's messed yeah. up and but obi-wan obi-wan and vader literally just they, they really don't have much time to talk you know before they do their duel in a new hope but so can we talk about um can we talk about these two random characters, random to me at least? Um, Haj and then uh, whoever Ice Cube's son played? Roken. Uh, Roken, yeah. Roken. He goes on, he's got to be in other stuff, right? Um, or no? Is he a I new character? I think we could very well see him in other stuff. I think it's a possibility. So he's not in he Rebels or anything character? like that? That's what I'm asking. He's not in any, any current. No. He is a brand new character for this. I better show, show up in. Um... What's the new one coming out? Andor, right? He may. Andor. Yeah. He may very well. Show Same time Andor. period. Yeah. Oh. And it, and it really seems like at some point, I think the path and the Rebel Alliance are going to kind of cross paths. And I, I think it's going to happen. And, and probably in Andor. I think Andor is really going to like flesh out the inner workings of the rebellion um, to a point. Like we're going to start here in the middle of the time period, which is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. That's where this season is set. But they've got four or five seasons, so they could really go up until the the original trilogy with that show and kind of lay out everything that the Rebellion did, who they crossed paths with, the inner workings, who they made deals with, like what other factions kind of came together to form the Rebellion. And I think that would be cool. I know Diedrich's tired of this time period. I get it. But... I think it would be cool to see a, like a rebellion show, and and that's really what this is going to be. Dude, it's not that we're excited for this stuff, man. It's just we want to see some old Republic. All right, check this out. All right, we've got 
the ending of the Clone War season seven, which sets up some things for the rebellion. We've got Bad Batch, which is literally setting up more things for the early rebellion. We've got the Cal Kestis stuff, which sets up things for the early rebellion. We, you know, we just got so much already that is in this time period. We have, we have freaking, um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Rogue One. Yeah. We have a, you know, we've got a movie. Now we've got Obi-Wan. We've got, we, now we've got Andor. That's, that's a thing that's happening for sure. Yes. Make you know, the just, old I feel like, I feel like I've got again. a good picture of how the galaxy looks in this period of time. Yeah. It is, I mean, yeah. it is 20 years, but I feel like I've got a pretty solid picture. Oh, we also got Han Solo. I mean, it's crazy to think about this timeline. Like, it wasn't, but a few years ago, we didn't have any of this new media. You know, all we had was the original trilogy, the prequels, and then, you know, um, Clone War, the, the animated Clone Wars, and maybe some uh, Rebels. And then yeah. it, now we just, in the last se- couple of years, we get all these new shows coming out, and we continue to get new shows coming out. Um, I don't know. Like, on one hand, I like this reboot of Star Wars, if you will, not reboot, but this filler. But at the same time, it is getting oversaturated, like Dietrich was saying. Yeah. 100%. And I know I know this isn't technically Obi-Wan talk, but it kind of I mean, we're talking about the era that that is set in. And I I don't know. I, I I'm excited for Andor. I think I am. I was not. I was sleeping on this show up until I saw the trailer for uh, at a celebration. But I I would I would like to see the inner workings of the rebellion. I I think that would be a neat uh study, I guess. And I don't know if that's what we're going to get in this show. I hope that's what we get in this show. I don't want to just see just Andor. I want to see what's going on in the Rebellion. But anyways, I know you were talking about, uh, is it, is it, what is, what's the fake Jedi's name? Is it Haj? Haj? Uh, yeah, Haj. It's like H-A-J-A, I think. Yeah. Haja? Oh yeah, it's Haja. Haja. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you're that's right. it. You're yeah. right. He, he's kind of random. <laughs> he is random. <laughs> He kind of doesn't fit the vibe, to be honest. He's a little too funny because I've seen him in so much other stuff where he's funny and good, but like it doesn't to me doesn't seem to fit the vibe. Well, in that second episode, he was supposed to be comic relief, I believe. I mean, it it's what it came across to me, and he, I don't know, it just he didn't quite vibe for me in that episode. I think his later appearances are actually pretty good. But it's just weird that he's there. Like it just, uh, I I don't I don't get why he's there. I guess because I mean I don't think was he working with the path the whole time. I don't think he was. No, nah. he joined up because he he had to. They made that clear. It was like episode three or four. He ended up running into Reva, and then at that point he was marked as one of them. So there was yeah. nowhere else so, he could really go. It was I don't. It was just it was weird. They kind of I feel like they tried to fit they got a big name for that character and they tried to fit him in more than they should have i think that they would have just left him in episode two that would have been fine same thing with rogan rogan or whatever well rogan i mean he he was i I like him it's just like in this he's kind of just eh because like he he literally didn't do anything i mean he's just he was just for information that was his whole function I'm the leader of the path, and yeah. <laughs> the uh, the motor the motivators are bad. That's that that is his two contributions. It's also just unfortunate that he was in the most ridiculous blaster battle I've ever seen in any Star Wars media ever, which was in Episode Five. I missed that. Hold episode. on, hold on. 
before we go claiming about the most ridiculous blaster battle, let's not forget the episode of Book of Boba Fett where the dude does a spinning twirl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And starts that's, firing a gun. That's that okay. makes that makes more sense than forty people in a room that's like, I don't know, twenty feet wide, that's a big circle, all shooting at each other ten feet apart and nobody hitting anyone. It didn't make any sense, man. I, I want to put that on replay. can't shoot, man. And these people aren't even trained like soldiers, so they were both I just like... I don't care, dude. Oh, can... don't give me that. If you I don't hand, care, if man. You hand... Put a blindfold on me, give me one hand, give me no legs, I'll shoot something five feet away. It was, yeah, you'll hit, you'll hit something. I mean, there's something. 40 people in front. You'll hit somebody. Yeah. It really was a ridiculous battle. They should have thrown the grenade right then, right? Like, yeah. A grenade. That would have yeah. been a good time to use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, but anyways. Oh, yeah. But but good stuff. Let's let's go on and and jump to uh jump to like the feel goods, right? The ending cuz that's that's the best part. Or oh, yeah. I guess now we can, we can you guys want to talk about Riva and uh Owen and Baru? I think it was good. I think the only reason that it was good was because it showed Obi-Wan still able to help people. And it, it made, I could tell that it, it made Obi-Wan feel good that he could still help people even when he couldn't save Anakin, you know? Yeah, that he helped Reva. Yeah, that probably did make him feel good. I just, I think it's weird that, I think it's weird that she knows about Luke and Leia now. And yeah. She's just out there. <laughs> we're, we're, so I, this is another gripe I've got. We have two, a very inconsistent characterization of Obi-Wan. When he learns, when Maul's like, ooh, you're protecting someone. In Rebels, Maul's like, "Oh, I have to kill you now. Sorry." Like, yeah, Obi Wan. Obi Wan's like, "I have to kill you now." Yeah, like, yeah. When Maul when Maul finds out that Obi Wan is here protecting somebody, he like activates his like trap card and and gets ready to go. And like, he's not is Obi Wan really just gonna allow a potential dark side user to just walk off and do whatever she's gonna do? Yeah, because no one's saying she's going to be a good guy, man. Like, she could go out and be a pirate. She could sell the information to somebody who's important. I mean, she could do anything. Like, for someone who was not trusting Freck a couple episodes ago, the truck driver, it's weird <laughs> that he's trusting Reva. I mean, I get that he's he's changed as well, but this is just too much for me. Like, and having her just out there with this knowledge, and I assume this is probably what her show is going to be about, if, she, if that's what's gonna happen. I was fine with her knowing if she was gonna die. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in that same category. I like if she died. Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> Barely knew you, but at the same time, I I'm a little intrigued by um this take as well because um you know I think Raver proved that she's not gonna hurt the kids. Otherwise, she would have done it. So that's to go true. and s- sell the information later, I don't know. What I don't I don't know she, what she would have to benefit from that. Um, and I you know I think Obi Wan could sense like the good in her and her, you know her history as like a young Padawan and everything. So, um, it, it's to a certain degree it's sort of a mirror of like Anakin's story. But I I anyway. guess. But I mean his senses have not served him well. He sensed good in Anakin and he has been killing people for ten years. <laughs> he just let him go and he's gonna do a lot worse in the next. 15 that he's got left before he dies. So. He did turn back good, though, and kill Palpatine the first time. I mean, I killed billions, but I turned good right at the end. Like, way to go, Obi-Wan. Way to go. 
Mission accomplished. You took the long way to get home, didn't you, there? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him popping up in force heaven like, Master, I did it. I'm back. He's like, dude, you killed Billy. What is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad all them younglings didn't have the training to be um kind of retain their consciousness in the forest because they would have seen Anakin pop up and be like, what the heck, dude? Like, <laughs> you killed all of us. Like, that would have been awkward. That would have been awkward. Oh. <laughs> That's got, look, Robot Chicken. I don't, is Robot Chicken still on? If it is, they need to do a skit like that. That would be amazing. That's a good question. I love Robot Chicken. I think that Reva having this information, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird for me. I, I think out of everything in this show that people have complained about, that's probably my biggest one is her just being alive with the information out and about because we know that some force users can literally just pull information out of your head like you know like she did so like she did in an earlier episode exactly and in a couple times in earlier episodes but uh i I think she should have killed owen and baru like not i didn't want that to happen i'm not saying that it should have happened for obviously they're in episode four a new hope so they can't die but you know they've got two blasters against a uh an inquisitor who is force sensitive can sense where they are why why did she just not kill them like <laughs> I, I i don't get why that battle was so tough for for reva i, I think she should have handled that pretty quickly so it's the force man in the episode before, you know, she's she just stood up and got in the spaceship and went to Tatooine. Like that's she's ain't true. doing too great. Okay, all right, I I give that one to you. You don't think she had any like back to spray? I assume she had some just to survive the trip, but still probably not enough to. She didn't have a whole tank to like get in for the next like three days. She probably just that's had true. some chug splashes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like the Fortnite reference. But it's a question. Did Reva know that Luke was Anakin's son? Or, or she just knew this was a kid important to Obi-Wan? As far as we know, she only knows he's important to Obi-Wan. That he and Bale had been watching some kids. That's, she doesn't know exactly, but I think she's probably... St- she might be able to guess. She knows about Anakin. She knows how close they all seem to have been. I bet she would put two and two together, especially after seeing both Leia and now Luke. And how how closely they're being guarded. Yeah, I could have sworn the recording said that they were brother and sister. Like the recording, I, th- I could have sworn said that. I think that. it may have. I think it did in episode five. Well, I think they're all gonna. Isn't it also uh, pretty well known that uh, Anakin did have twins? I thought that was like a... No... No, that's not no, no one even no one that even knew a, Anakin had kids. Yeah, they knew oh. Padme was pregnant. They didn't know who the dad was. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Also, FYI, I have posted a link to a video where they do the same joke Blake was talking about, where uh, Anakin's ghost comes back, and then both Mace Windu and all the, the younglings turn into Force ghosts and surround him on Endor and are, are trying to oh. beat the shit out of him. Is it Robot Chicken? Oh. No, it's um, it's called how it should have ended. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, nice. Well, so 
I guess how it should have ended stole this idea from future me and brought it back in time and made it some time ago. They're masters <laughs> of time travel. That's what it is. It's got to be. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, I, I can agree with you there, Diedrich. I, I, th- I think you're right. Now that I think back on it, she was hurt. She was hurt pretty bad. Um, and Andrew, to your point, yes, she knew they were important. I think she could have pieced together that um, they were Anakin's kids. That I don't know. I think she could have made that deduction. And while she's like hunting people on Tatooine, asking about the the farmers and stuff, you think, oh, those ones that adopted that Skywalker kid? Yeah, that might have come up. I don't know. That would have been a good scene. Wait, didn't the recording say Skywalker? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. I remember Bill Organa saying that you know I haven't heard from you in a while. I know I'm getting scared. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go after Luke, or I'm going after the I'm boy. Go, or something. I'm gonna go protect the boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's all it said. But yeah, I'm. I'm not doubling down on the 26th of June. So. <laughs> <laughs> So everything concludes. Riva has had a change of heart. She brings young Luke back to uh, Owen and Baru, who are totally awesome, by the way. I do like the acting from Joe Edgerton and Bonnie uh, Peace. They did a great job reprising their roles as Owen and Baru, and the most screen time they've ever had as these characters. And they totally owned it. I I like the ferociousness of Baru. I like the protectiveness of... uh, of Owen, they they played those characters spot on, and they were they were some of the brighter points in this series for me. Um, even though we got such little time with them, but we get here to the end, and Obi Wan leaves Tatooine again to go back to um to Alderaan for some reason. I have no idea why this wasn't just like a uh, a hollow message, but goes back and. He needed to return the droid. Oh, that's true. I mean, there's not, there's not like space UPS. R two D two arguably is less of a like a droid and more of a character. So is Lola, and you know, they're not just droids. Okay, Blake. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm humanist. I guess. Biologist. Yeah, bio biometricist. I don't know. But yes, he does return the droid. He has this heart to heart, and he even tells little Leia like he he describes all the attributes that she is that is from Padme and Anakin. This was one of the bright points for me too. I, I oh, I about teared up. Like oh, when he's just sitting there and laying out who her parents were to her and not able to tell her who they are. It it about broke me. It was it was a beautiful scene, and then he tells her that they just need to keep things on the down low, right? He tells her like, you know, we just don't need to talk about this. So, kind of explains a little bit of why she was so diplomatic in her message to him in A New Hope. Kind of you know, so it doesn't mess with continuity too bad. You know, all these people out here like, oh, it broke continuity. I don't think it did anyway. But I guess they were just trying to be extra sure. But then we get Owen and Obi-Wan talking. 
about Luke and <laughs> what what are you laughing about? I'm laughing because we finally get the line. Uh, oh yeah, we do. We do. We finally get a line, but we're getting there. They talk about Luke. Okay. And Obi-Wan tells Owen that no, he shouldn't be trained. Just leaving the way he is, things are gonna work out. And then he goes off. He has the T sixteen toy still. He's repaired it and he's got it. He's walking away and Owen says, Hey, you wanna meet him? And sure enough, Uncle Obi Wan <laughs> comes up with, with the toy and Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. Have you have you guys seen the uh the meme going around? Where he says that, and then uh, Luke sprouts four arms with four lightsabers, says Jiro Kenobi. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. It's a, it's, it's a funny meme, but I I do enjoy it. We finally get. There were six episodes of waiting. We we were just where was the hello there going to be, and there it was in the finale. Um, in the finale, where there should have been a goodbye. Oh, because <laughs> right? he, he don't know nothing about him until a new like it's like you want to meet him for the first and only time ever, and now you're just that weird space wizard that lives in the hut and probably smells. Yeah, I am. That is kind of weird that he meets him, and then later on he refers to him as that weird wizard guy. <laughs> that crazy, that, that crazy old wizard. About. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe. And if we get a season two of Obi One, there's gonna be something that happens, and he's like, "No, nah, you can't go around that weird Ben guy anymore." <laughs> I think it's important to note too that Obi One is dressed in an outfit here that he has seen in in some comic books, and I th- I believe it's called the uh, Adventures of Obi One or Adventures on Tatooine, something like that, where he has his uh, time on Tatooine kind of filled out and he fights creatures and protects Luke and all that. So that was a cool little Against Black Kersantan and Boba Fett. In, in fact. Yes, that is correct. That happens in that comic series. And if we get a season two, maybe we'll see that. But it's not likely that they're going to know each other. Is, is that, is that canon comics? Diedrich, do you know? Are they, are those Disney era comics? I don't, I think don't they know. Are. I don't think they are actually. Those might have been the Dark Horse ones. I think they were, because I know people were referring to those comics when we uh, we were all watching Book of Boba Fett back in December and January and February, and I think those those are non-canon, but it's, it's a good nod to those comics, and maybe we will see, see an adaption of this. Maybe we will see Black Chrysanthemum come after Luke and maybe Boba Fett, but maybe not at the same time, or maybe maybe they will. Who knows? I think that would be pretty cool, but this it sets up this ending sets up a lot. Um, it sets up more stuff, and right after this, we get Obi Wan and the other. Other than the hello there, the the biggest moment we've waited for this entire series. And I know Andrew probably went wild, cried in his seat, jumped up and down, did something <laughs> because Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn has come back into our lives. Master Qui-Gon. Well, took you long enough. Come on, you've got a ways to go. Woo! Well, in live action. He's done it before on animated stuff, but in live action. Yeah, I was really surprised to see an actual 
Force Ghost. I was expecting because they were they they were definitely they made it very clear in Episode One that he was going to talk to him at some point. But I thought it was just going to be a right. voice. Yeah, and a lot of us I think thought that, and that's mainly due to in Legends, and even in some Disney canon, like in Clone Wars, when Qui Gon talks to to Yoda before he goes on his adventure to become a uh, force immortal or whatever you want to call it force ghosty. He, um, he's just a voice. Like he has not learned how to present his full figure as he was when he was alive. And I thought that they were going to keep with that. I thought they were going to bring that old canon into new. And it turns out that they knew the fans would want to see force ghost Qui-Gon <laughs> and I, I definitely did. I wanted them to find a way around it. And I mean, it's, there really wasn't a way around it. It's just like, oh yeah, he learned to do it. Kind of like Anakin does at the end of Return of the Jedi. And that's what we got. So the ending really does close a lot of things up. I don't think we need to see anything else after this to get us to a new hope. But they do leave things where we could see more. I would love to have seen more like Qui-Gon interaction with obi-wan i mean i felt like that was a critical component that was missing from this i agree uh, yeah what did he say well, the last thing he said he said we got we got a long way to go what the fuck does that mean dude i can't wait to see season two well i mean uh, have you watched clone wars uh andrew i don't know if you have or not um no not all the way through but some, most of it oh, or some of it slight spoilers here Actually, kind of major spoilers for season six, but no, Yoda, no. we see Yoda go on his journey to become a Force ghost. We see him do that, and it's it's pretty involved. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. So I think that's what he was referring to, that journey. Sounds like we got a and whole nother I, season two coming. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think we have to see it to know what happens, obviously. And, of course, you could say that for this whole series, I guess. But I would have loved to seen more Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon interaction in this show. That That's what I wanted to see. But we don't have to see those things to know where they end up. But I would like to. So that's, that's on the board. We could see him taking his Force Ghost journey with Qui-Gon. That would be amazing. We kind of have the subtle nod to his clothing in that comic book series where he could maybe fight Black Chrysanthemum or Boba Fett on Tatooine. That would also be cool. So we definitely have some room. Um, to have a season two, if that's the way they want to go. So let's get into the ratings. Wesley, I'm coming to you first. What do you give the season or possibly series finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi? One out of ten. All right. Last week, I gave out my first ten on this show. This week, I'm giving out my second ten. Giving it a ten out of ten again. <laughs> Dang, Wesley. <laughs> Yeah, it now perfectly stuck wait, the landing with a with an asterisk because <laughs> if they make a if they make a Rava spinoff show Inquisitor, I did I demote this from a ten to like a nine because <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> but no, man. Um, okay, aside from the Inquisitors, Wesley, oh, if you do that, then that would be like your tenth grade geometry teacher saying. Man, I don't like what you did. I'm taking that A, and now you no longer graduated high school. You can't do that, man. You can't do that. It's messed up. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll, I'll stand firm. I'll give it a 10. <laughs> I liked it. 
<laughs> uh, keep going with um, your thought, though. Yeah, man. Um, no, I, I just the whole series. You know, I, I enjoyed Obi Wan's growth and transformation. You know, when we first saw, see him, he is conflicted, he's weak, and he's just not the Obi Wan we know. And as you as he deals with these burdens and 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 you know he's tormented by anakin and what he's become um he's able to face that he's able to change he's able to uh um get past that and and doing so uh becoming stronger with the force again as we saw with the with the battle um in which you know i maybe the force battle with 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 vader was overdone but i liked it i thought it was cool um you know i, I think i i think we would do that um because we we both know Vader and Obi Wan are capable of great combat, and so I'm glad we were able to to see that. Um, and yeah, I think little little baby girl Leia, she was adorable and just uh, I think well done. Um, and then Vader in general, I think he uh, he was perfect. It's Hayden Christensen, obviously, so it's the same person. But I think just the transformation um, from Anakin to Vader, and then from this Vader, what we get in a in a New Hope, it's, it's seamless. It's the same, you know, this consistency there. Um, and I don't know. Um, I and oh yeah, of course we got uh we got a hello there at the end. Hello there. So that was <laughs> you can't get better than that. Man, you should give it eleven just for that. I know, right? <laughs> Bonus points for that. <laughs> And then lastly, of course, we get Qui-Gon Jinn appearance. So it's awesome, man. There's a lot of good things happening in this episode. And that's why I get to 10. All right, Andrew. What are you going to give the series slash season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi? One out of 10. Hmm. I'll give the series finale a 9 out of 10. But I would like to give the whole series itself like an 8.5 altogether. All the episodes, all tied together. Um, I don't think it was the best Star Wars media that's out right now. Um, I think that they should keep it at six episodes, and if they do, then I think it will go down as one of the best, like top ten, you know what I mean? Especially with all this new stuff that's coming out. Uh, I agree with Wesley. I mean, I just I really enjoyed how they kind of tied up. I mean, they just kind of gave us six hour-long episodes in between a bunch of stuff you know it wasn't really necessary we didn't need any of it to be honest with you um, right. i think everyone would have been totally fine if none of that was expanded on uh but they did a really good job with it and i kind of just hope they don't ruin it by bringing in a season two and diluting the obi-wan kenobi pool as you could say i guess um yeah my biggest takeaways from it is the growth of Darth Vader. Uh, bef even before we had this talk, I hadn't really thought about it. But you guys kind of talked me into... I mean, it's... The whole show is just about the growth. Like, it's called Obi-Wan. And it's about Obi-Wan. But it's really about how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. And about how Obi-Wan trains him one more time to become the Sith Lord that he becomes. Yeah. That's it. Obi-Wan is about the Obi-Wans that we find along the Obi-Wan way. <laughs> Except for Vader. I'm just happy that Reva didn't declare herself Reva Skywalker at the end of this. She was on Tatooine, and she had a change of heart, so... Uh. 
I will say that Reva is the first character I think we've seen in Star Wars who gets redeemed and doesn't immediately die after. So. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I put a damper on things. I'm so sorry. That's... Well, no, because I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think of how you're wrong. Isn't, uh, that's, <laughs> isn't that terrible? The first thing I'm trying to think of is, what can I say that proves I'm wrong? Man, Blake's Blake's got to be wrong. but <laughs> No, but I can't. I think you might be right. I can't. <laughs> so, Dietrich, let's get to your rating. One out of ten for the series slash season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going to give it a real solid seven. There's a lot of things I didn't like, but the scene with Anakin slash Vader being there, giving that dialogue and interacting with Obi-Wan really saves it from being like a five. Nice. Wow. I didn't, I've I've kind of already, I've already talked about my, my gripes with it. uh, So I won't like continue to just harp on that, but I I just didn't like overall the, the, overuse of the force that's like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something or tell a story that way yeah um it was very force unleashed yeah and i didn't like the ending with reva it it didn't sit right yeah it didn't seem like a ending that was right with the obi-wan i know a, a lot of people didn't like how Luke was handled in The Last Jedi because it didn't seem consistent with his characterization from what we've seen before. So that same kind of thing here. Yeah. And it just it's it's kind of a loose thread. Like it 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 was resolved, but it wasn't really resolved. I mean it, and that just opens the door for her to have a TV show, it seems. What if she was captured by the Inquisitors again and Vader interrogates her and now she knows I like, just look I mean Obi-Wan would not leave this loose end just to go willy-nilly. Maybe he could somehow confine her to Tatooine, but maybe take her on as a pseudo, I say apprentice, but not really apprentice, but like a helper doing little odd odd ends on Tatooine. I could see that, but just being like, well, peace, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Hope he doesn't, don't reveal all the big secrets. Thanks. Uh, I just get a flashback of him and Anakin in the Ray Shields at the beginning of episode three. We're smarter than this. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. Apparently not. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> Spring the trap. <clears throat> oh, God. That, that movie has such good dialogue. So, my rating for the series slash season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Don't quite know yet. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I, I want to give it a 10. I, in my heart of hearts, I want to give it a 10. But I can't. And I think it's the the, the Reva stuff. Um, it kind of, that the loose end, kind of what Diedrich was just talking about. I just, I, I don't feel like that was resolved. You know? And the whole kind of <laughs> Obi-Wan risking leaving Tatooine again just to go back to, to ship the droid or give the droid back to Leia. While I love the scene, it just, it's just weird. It's a weird thing for him to do. Um, and that's not a big thing. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, this show sucks because he did that. No. Uh, I just think it was kind of weird. But I'm going to give it an 8.5. It was emotional. It was amazing. And 
the fight was a little over the top. I'll give you that. But I liked seeing it. I, I really liked, I liked seeing him pile all the rocks on top of him. And the reason I say that is Vader is emotional right now. And in his, he is lost in his rage and emotion. He's like, I'm going to show this dude that I overpowered him with a lightsaber and with the force. And I'm, I'm just, it's overkill. And I'm going to do this over the top, my way, boom. And then Obi-Wan responds in kind. So I, I, I have a different feeling on it. I like seeing it. I liked it. And I like the force unleashedness of it because that game you know, the, the fun of that game was just pulverizing everything around you with the force. And that was the fun of this fight. And then the ending of that fight was so emotionally charged, which which you guys love and I love. I, I like the conversation. I, I like the switching between the Anakin and the Vader. And oh, it was beautiful. So 8.5. I think I'm going to give the series an 8.5 as well as a, as a whole good series good solid stuff there was some there were some things but nothing too major so i loved it so let's turn it over to master yoda for the word of the week there is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy titillating the word of the week is <laughs> <laughs> master yoda you you have to remember that we are a uh, like a PG PG thirteen show like we're we're trying you know we we appeal to um audiences of all ages and the word of the week I just said nothing more eh yeah and it, we really don't have to talk about it because it's creepy okay I just I don't I don't want to know what titillating means to you if if you catch my drift <clears throat> tell you I would not. Keep those things private, I do. <laughs> well, good. And let's just let's just leave it that way. So that was another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. You can find us on DorkWarsPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just type in Dork Wars, the podcast, and we will pop up. Find us at our merchandise store or YouTube channel where we do um, live streams every other week. The next one will be on July the 9th. So check us out there. It's always a fun time. We have guests from the Red Five. We have guests from outside the Red Five. We actually had uh, Star Wars Dinks from TikTok on this past Saturday. Had a great time with that. And thank you guys all for listening. We could not do this without your support. We love talking to you guys and with you guys. So join us on our social medias. Let us know what you think about the show, our thoughts, your thoughts. We'd, we'd love to see all of it, hear all of it. Thank you. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... A David 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 David... That's all, folks. Production.